Welcome to Biz Takeouts, Biz Community's sound bite-sized news to go, made possible by ACA, Association for Communications and Advertising. I'm your host, Rutendo Nyamuda. Coming up on today's show, Monde Twala, Vice President and Co-General Manager of Viacom CBS Networks Africa and Peer Lead for BET International, in conversation with Mbali Hlope, Gauteng MEC for Sport, Arts, Culture and Recreation, spokesperson for the Gauteng Executive Committee of the ANC Youth League and an ANC PEC member. The manner in which the COVID functions and the restrictions that have been given are truly an antithesis to the way that we work um, because sports people, artists are used to performing and being part of mass gatherings. Mm. And so that was taken away immediately because it meant that we needed to enforce social distancing, call for people to stay at home so that we're able to flatten the curve and all these various measures that are there because of the COVID that we had to instill. The downside is that the impact that it has um, on the sustainability of these sectors. It's time for Biz Takeouts. Monde, you have possibly one of the most exciting careers and jobs as the current GM for Viacom CBS. Um, and you've also got a wealth of experience in production um, in producing locally, incredibly locally produced content. I want to find out what does your average day look like? <laughs> I'm not sure how average is average, but uh, listen, uh, you know, my, my average day is uh, quite exciting. No, no single day is the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, I think every day brings uh, along great opportunities, great challenges, uh, and, 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 and obviously solutions. Um, I think we, we have an exciting, you know, dynamic business uh, in terms of our media and channels business. Uh, from Nickelodeon to the MTV channels to BET to Comedy Central, um, yeah, it's uh, you know it's 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 exciting and it's exciting times. You know, despite the challenges we faced uh, that come with the COVID situation, but but we are we 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 live in exciting times, uh, inspired by innovation and creativity. Um, and uh, like I always tell my teams, you know, innovation is the new gold, you know. Mm-hmm. And Monday, earlier this year, you partnered with the Gauteng Department of Arts and Culture for the Youth Day Celebration Concert on June 16. And this showcased hundreds of artists, very, very well-known names in the industry. And so what was your greatest challenge? What were the challenges of creating such an event during lockdown? Well, I, I think I think it's been it's been an interesting time because um, as content you know as content makers um, as as media and broadcast media uh, channels we've we've had to dig very deep in terms of how do we how do we come up with new ways of doing things I think COVID has has really um, you know pushed us forward in terms of and forced us to to to, to innovate and think differently so. You know, we, we, were, we were quite honored um, and humbled to partner with the Department of Sports, Arts and Culture in Gauteng and the MEC uh, and, her, and, and her team, um, you know, in terms of just making sure that we can still, you know, come up with concepts and a way of reaching and inspiring uh, South Africans and particularly young South Africans uh, at, a time when, at a time when they face with so many challenges. 
And also, I think it's the strength of, of our platforms and the strength of our media to drive edutainment, um, you know, entertainment uh, content with, uh, with, 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 a heavy, with a heavy focus on purpose. Um, and, and, and I think that's what we've managed to do uh, you know, in partnership with 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 our local, um, you know, with our local government partners, uh, to be able to deliver engaging content that speaks to the youth, by the youth, for the youth. Um, you know, looking at the Mandela Day uh, as, as celebration special, also that we did uh, for the Nickelodeon brand, in terms of making sure that we can inspire young kids. I mean, it was, it was fascinating to. To, to highlight a very important part of, in terms of reading and inspiring young kids to read. Um, uh, you know, we live in a time where all our kids are on gadgets and technology, and it's, uh, it's, it's, it's good to also just promote the basics of reading and, and, and the power and exposure that uh, it can be able to inspire. Mm. And we're definitely going to touch on edutainment a little bit later because it is seriously important, especially in this time. Uh, but I want to ask Mbali, how has this partnership been for you? What have been the benefits of the partnership between the Gauteng Department of Arts and Culture and Viacom CBS? It's, I mean, from our side, it's, it's been such a, a great benefit and an asset for us in that you know, with the pandemic that we're all facing and how it has hit particularly the sports and the arts sectors, it's really made it quite tough um, for individuals, especially within the sectors, because you know that the manner in which the COVID functions and the restrictions that have been given are truly an antithesis to the way that we work, um, because sports people, artists are used to performing and being part of mass gatherings. And so that was taken away immediately because it meant that we needed to enforce social distancing, call for people to stay at home so that we're able to flatten the curve and all these various measures that are there because of the COVID that we had to instill. The downside is that the impact that it has um, on the sustainability of these sectors. But when we took the conscious decision to go virtual, and it was great to have um, like the likes of Viacom on board because I mean, they truly enabled us to be able to continue with the work that we do, which really is about servicing society. But importantly is that as much as we're calling for people to stay at home, we need to give them a reason to stay at home. Mm -hmm. So, and they are such a great team and that they're very creative and, and everything that we have said that we needed to do, they always, you know, take it up take it up a notch and take it to the next level, which has really been um, really great for us because it meant that we're able to keep people entertained, get them to stay at home, but also whilst they're staying at home, they're watching um, what's this, television screens and programs that are really keeping them on board and entertained at home for them to stay there. So that's the relationship between the two entities, both government and Viacom um, and other private sector bodies is really critical and I think we've been able to work together and hold each other's hand to say look you know we, we're in this together how do we all play our part how do we make sure that we're able to work together during this difficult period but to make sure that we still achieve what our joint objectives are. Monday, you mentioned uh, earlier this concept of edutainment pre-COVID 
we all know that school kids uh, and even us as adults, we would go to work or the school kids would go to school and you'd come home and home was kind of your place where you relax, where you enjoyed your entertainment, where you watched your TV. And now the two have kind of merged together. And in that, also on the content creation side, this idea of edutainment, uh, the merging of the two to create content that is not just entertaining, but educational for viewers and scholars at home as well. Um, so tell us a little bit about the processes for you guys behind that and also the importance at this time. Well, I, I, I think I think what what has happened with 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 you know the the outbreak, the COVID outbreak, is that um, you know it's it's forced us to think differently in terms of how we not only produce or uh, produce content or tell storytelling, uh, but also how we just put resources together. It's been it's been very difficult. Um, um, I think it's it's an important medium. I think our, 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 you know the the media platform, the broadcast channels across the spectrum, including the digital space, it was very important for us to drive the sentiment of, uh, you know, alone together. Um, we all know we need to be home, we need to be safe, we need to prioritize health and safety. Um, but what was important was also, like, like the MEC says, is, is, is it's also important to inspire people to be home and stay home and, 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 and communicate the messaging in terms of, Washing your hands regularly, uh, wearing of masks, etc. As 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 like the presidency has been also pushing that message, businesses had to also adapt and push uh, and push that message. And then you also now have to think, take it to the next layer, which is how do you then tell that message in a in an informative way, but also in a way that's entertaining and engaging. Um, um, and, and that's kind of been the key filters we've put in place uh, in our thinking. Um, you know, we, 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 we kicked it off with uh, an on-air campaign uh, that, that's aimed at inspiring uh, communities to stay at home with an Alone Together campaign. Uh, uh, you know, we then followed it up with, with specials. So we said, oh, cool, why don't we do Africa Day? You know, Africa Day this year became a big celebration. Um, not only around celebrating our Africanness and, 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 and leveraging our African narrative on the global scale, but also I think what was important was to use Africa Day to unite the continent through music. And, and, and we know how, you know, sport and music are a, a, a huge um, um, uni unifier um, uh, for, 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 for the continent and, 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 for, and for South Africa especially. So, so through that, we were able to then, you know, deliver meaningful uh, content that's able to entertain, engage, and, 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 and of course, inspire, inspire our communities and, um, and um, you know, um, and our audiences to, to navigate this difficult time. Um, and, and, and I'm glad to say that, that, that you know, even if you look at the, the engagement through social media, for a lot of the properties, you know, we, 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 we didn't only broadcast it for, for on, on our platforms, we shared it with free-to-air players, um, you know, so, so we partnered with free-to-air players, we partnered with community channels like Soweto TV and 1KZN uh, to make sure that we can extend the reach. We partnered with YouTube also extend the, the extend the reach in terms from a, from a digital space knowing that 
the audiences that we want to engage and talk to us are, are on digital. They're on YouTube. They're on social media. So making sure that that we we use technology to amplify messaging um, that is at a critical time like this has been has been the the the, the core the core driver for us. Mbali, for you, um, on on a government side, have you seen or have there been any specific objectives or outcomes that you wanted to see? Edutainment is, is critical for us as, as government. Um, and I think really for the developmental state, because the assumption that people only get educated within the confines of a classroom, um, through edutainment, you're able to break those barriers so that people are able to constantly be able to grow, whether it's a young person, it's an old person and so forth. But through bringing forth programming that is still able to engage them intellectually and take them to the next level of their understanding on how they are socialized or what are the things that they need to have a better grasp on that are taking place within society and so forth. Edutainment and utilizing TV is a, is a critical point of that because it means you're able really to take people out of a classroom and educate them wherever they are, whether they're on their phone and they're by the beach or they're outside or wherever they are, whether they're in their, their lounge, they're at home, you are still able to entertain them while giving them critical knowledge mm. that they require. And I think Wanda is, is absolutely correct. And, and they, he really is a great team because they really are able to take content which would by all intents and purposes, be really boring. I mean, if you have to tell people, wash your hands and so forth, it becomes really repetitive and boring after a while and people actually switch off. But you can still be able to find interesting ways to engage people to still drive their messaging. So they did a song with uh, Baby Shark um, and also about how for kids to wash their hands. And that's very important because kids, is, it's a new normal for them too. They don't quite understand what social distancing means. Um, and what that entails. But if you put it in a way that is very, you're able to make it, to localize the messaging for them in a manner that they're able to absorb it and be able to digest it, it's even better because then you, you're able to make sure that they have an appreciation for where we are and what things are that they can do to protect themselves and their families. And the same thing goes for the elderly who also um, are one, are a cohort that is highly at risk because that's what the numbers are showing us, that the people that are most at risk is the elderly. So we do need to educate them. And if you look at the literacy rates in our country are very low, particularly amongst the elder generation. And this is really, um, as we all know, it's due to the history of the country that we've had and the education system of the time and so forth. So when you take all of those considerations into effect, you then have an appreciation that you can't limit education to just being something that's written in a book. You do need to make it visual. You do need to make sure that the language is appropriate, is in a manner that is easy to understand. You do need to make sure that if you wanted to grasp in their heads and to stay in their heads, you make it entertaining, entertaining so that they're able, to, whether it's small kids and they sing to it and they know that when you wash your hands, for them to wash for the required time, let them sing a song. And, you know, it's, it's small things like that, but it really goes a long way. And I really think that platforms like this are critical in that regard. And this is why it's for government um, having relationships with the likes of Viacom have been that important for us because we'd, otherwise we'd battle. We truly would battle to get the messaging across. So we really do need to draw everybody in 
utilize the strengths that they don't have because we can't claim to have all the strengths, but we're able to work together and share of each other's and feed from each other's strengths so that we're able to work together to make sure that we flatten the curve as we're required to. But this is not something that's just limited um, to this COVID pandemic. And I think this is one of the critical lessons that we're taking out of it. And I was saying to our team that, you know, even going beyond the issue of COVID and so forth, there's things that we need to keep. Uh, things like going virtually, because we understand now that it's, we're able to have a much bigger footprint when we align and have individuals that are on board. So these are, are really great relationships to have and are things that we are going to keep even going beyond just this COVID pandemic. Mm. And, and coming back to uh, the entertainment side of the edutainment, there is the entertainment aspect and mm. the entertainment industry in itself has been one of the hardest hit industries by COVID. Uh, mm -hmm. with our normal brick and mortar venues out of bounds, some very frustrated and desperate talent. We're seeing you know, job losses, um, we're seeing retrenchments, we are seeing people receive half of their salaries. Um, and so Monday, can an organization such as Viacom, CBS, step into those gaps? Do you see that aspect or any element of potential for a new dawn of local artists, to get involved via certain channels, um, reaching a wider audience. Is that something that you see within the pipeline in the future? Of course, um, you know, like I said, innovation for me is, is the new gold. It's, it's, it's the new world. <laughs> it's the new world that we, we, have to, we have to shift and change quite quickly and, and, and aggressively towards that direction. Um, but I mean, I, I'm also quite uh, proud about, I think, what we've done over the last, uh, you know, couple of months in terms of working closely and partnering with, with talent, with artists, um, you know. So, so if you look at, um, you, know, uh, you know, we've got guys like, um, um, you know, DJs and DJs in there and uh, Oskido who have also now all of a sudden you know, they, they've now found a new space to play in the virtual world, you know, so now they're now doing virtual sets, uh, live, live virtual parties are now happening, all, all towards, you know, driving that narrative of stay at home and you will have enough entertainment. So it's also exciting to see uh, artists and, 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 and talent also innovating this space. You know, you're not just limited, obviously, they are limited to, to performing, doing performances at home. Then there's no longer a public, um, no, no longer doing public performances. So they've also had to shift their thinking, shift their approach. Um, and, 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 and I think in no time, we'll also see the support. And obviously we need the support from advertisers, from, you know, and extend partnerships that way to make sure that we can create new sustainable models. One example of, um, you know, one example of, of, of the impact of, of COVID on productions is, is, is if you look at how, you know, long running scripted series and telenovelas and soapies have been interrupted by COVID. Um, you know, you know we, we've, just, we've just moved our telenovela, our first telenovela for BET, we've just moved it out. To, to, you know, to later in the year, um, mainly because of trying to prioritize health and safety um, of cast and crew um, and having, you know, 
currently Gauteng is is experiencing a peak in cases. So so it just makes sense also to be cautious around how we how we commission or green light productions. Uh, we've actually got a task force that's specifically focused on um, you know focus on making sure that we 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 put in place uh, the required uh, health and safety production protocols to make sure that productions can still happen. Um, we're also forced to also run, you know, to, to, to also deliver on, on the business, you know, and, and, and continue to, to, to drive efficiency across the board. So it's been, it's been, it's been uh, I mean, I think every day is different, you know, um, whether you're with actual productions or trying to source partnerships. I think we've done an amazing partnership with, 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 with Gauteng uh, Sports Arts and Culture um, um, in terms of, you know, you know, I think they have they have uh, the foresight and vision to continue to inspire and build and and develop. You know, mm-hmm. um, one mandate that we, we all had was to how do how can we creatively ensure that we can come up with with uh, um, uh, concepts or programs that can keep artists working. You know, because because uh, like I said, I think I think between sport and 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 and, and the arts. You know, it, it, it's a it's a huge uh, uh, point uh, of difference in terms of how it uh, can inspire partnerships, business, and also just inspire us as a country to to, to unify us at a time when where we need to be uh, standing together. I, I love what you're talking about in terms of the the support um, that needs to come behind a lot of this the content side of things, and so Mbali, on that note effectively this conversation is focusing on investing in content and culture and when it comes to funding within South Africa sometimes funding for the arts seems like a leisure thing or something that's you know philanthropy and not taken necessarily as serious as in the US or the UK where they're talking about like like billion dollar or you know uh, productions and they are massive cash cows. It's a massive income generating um, yeah. industry there. And so do you see the value of arts and culture in South Africa and on the African continent shifting to a place where we're going to start seeing a larger investment, larger support going into bigger uh, budgeted productions across the entertainment and creative industry? It's, it's massive. And... And I must say that, you know, being in the department, you have a much better understanding of how critical the sectors are. And you don't just look at it from a social cohesion point of view, because if you, if you think about our past and where we've been, the arts have been, and sports, we've been able to utilize to transmit what was happening in the country. You know, and that's how we were able to communicate with other countries and get the support that we required and so forth. But if you look now and if you think about how the U.S. in particular has been able just through their arts to be able to take over what would be the mindset and the culture of the globe. I mean, right now you have young South Africans, young Africans and so forth, all aspiring to be American. And it's not just something that just happened overnight. It's consciously built by the U.S. to make sure that they continue. And you see it in the way that they, they highlight themselves, the way that they write themselves into scripts and so forth. So there's always the American flag that's there. There's always 
making the brand America look cool and so forth. So with the rise of African, one of the things that we have been saying, um, even within the department and with our other African partners, is that we need to consciously invest within the arts. And it's not just a nice to have, it's a must. And we say that because if we want to be able to export ourselves, export our culture, export our, our stories, you really can only do that effectively through the arts. There's no other medium that is as powerful as the arts that you can utilize. So mm. people speak about hard power and soft power. So your hard power would be the utilization of guns and machines and so forth and, and stuff like that and weapons. But soft power is really done through arts and that's how you're able to capture the imagination of individuals so the arts are that critical to us and that's why we understand that obviously because of the developmental states there's competing priorities that are there education and health continue to be ones that the government has to spend and this is just throughout from provinces to nationally we obviously have to spend far more on educating and make sure and and health because that has to deal with the well-being of individuals so there's always that com Con, uh, those contending priorities that are there. But even with that said, mm -hmm. we have an appreciation that as much as government might, have, might not have deep pockets, we are able to tap into the private sector and say to the private, let's work together. Let's understand that in building brand South Africa and ultimately brand Africa, this is for the benefit of everybody because that's how you are able to make sure that you lift up your brand, you tell your stories and so that you expose yourself to what we are about and thereby making sure that we have as many people as, as possible having an interest and in investing in the country ultimately. Monday, one thing that we've noticed and across the board is there's so many companies who are resetting, who are needing to find their true north, they're rediscovering their purpose, they are um, trying to find out what is the core of the company and how that can connect with people, uh, not on a, just on a business perspective, but on a human perspective as well. And so I want to touch on your Let's Read partnerships uh, with Nickelodeon. I think, I think, first of all, let me, let me start maybe by just, you know, expressing that, you know, my, my view is that, you know, the African narrative, it's, it's our time now as, as Africans to, to prioritize our storytelling, prioritize culture and heritage. Um, and, and, and to be honest, probably we, you know, Africa in the global scene is becoming the, the go-to destination for for, for fresh, innovative, uh, you know, storytelling. And, 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 and I, think that's, I think that's an important piece to acknowledge right up front. The, 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 the second piece that's connected to that is then, you know, just around our ability to, to you know, I think what we targeted with, with, with our Nickelodeon Let's Read Mandela Day special was, you know, we, we targeted one is to engage the kids engage young people, but also, you know, attach the current environment, which is the COVID environment. So there's a couple of touch points there, which is uh, one is obviously driving them the, the, the COVID narrative, safety and health messaging that was important and is important for our time now. The third piece uh, was also about highlighting and inspiring young kids to write. I mean, we, we featured five uh, kid, kid authors uh, that have published their own books. They're all under the age of 15. 
Um, um, and I think that's a great inspiration because it's also, I think it's also the time where we need to inspire a generation of writers, a generation of historians, a generation of, um, of, of young people who are capturing their experiences and sharing knowledge and, 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 and with, with their peers. And I, think, I think it's exciting, you know, I think it's exciting um, and also to take young kids outside just the social media space. I think social media is great. Uh, YouTube is amazing. All these digital platforms are all amazing, but there's still something authentic about writing and capturing written word on, 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 a, on, a, on a piece of paper. There's still something powerful. Based on where we are right now uh, with COVID, how we've adapted to it, you've spoken about edutainment um, as well. Um, it's a two-part question. One is, what do you want to see more of within the um, educational, entertainment, um, and government partnership space? What do you want to see more of? And what are the trends that you are foreseeing um, that will probably come post-COVID within the spaces? What the COVID pandemic has really been able to teach us is to think outside of the box. Um, and really to see any opportunity as a way to take the positive out of it. Yes, it's a depressing moment. If you look at our happiness index for not just the country, but the globe, the levels of depression are obviously rising. You've got a lot more people who are losing jobs and so forth. So there's a lot of negativity that has come out of it. But with that, there's also been an ability for us to really embrace technology. Um, and I think what we require most, even beyond COVID, is for more partnerships of this nature between government and the private sector. And I think it's very critical um, in that we then begin to have a joint appreciation of things that we're both dealing with and find the, common, the commonalities between them. So we all know that we're invested in the development of the country. And I think that is the first and foremost thing that should bring and really be the one that is core and central to what defines our relations. And it's about bringing in what different aspects or the strengths that we have within the partnership to make sure that we reach that developmental goal that we have. So in that regard, I think it's, it's been great. What I'm seeing for the sectors is I like how, and I think one just spoke to it earlier, that how people have been able to transcend um, I mean, you saw it with artists and how they immediately came up with the online concerts, the online DJing activities and so forth. So, I mean, we really need to see a lot more of that because I think for the longest time, not just as a country, but as a continent, we've been speaking about the 4IR, but have not really been embracing it as we ought to. So now with more people having their meetings online, we have an appreciation now that you actually don't need to all be in the, in the same physical space for you to be able to have, to be productive, have a meeting, and then everybody can go on with whatever they were doing. Mm -hmm. So there's just things that change and make our way of doing our everyday business to be a lot more effective. Mm -hmm. um, and I think this is a, is, is a great one that we've been able to see, particularly where people would have been frustrated by an inability to meet physically and then that delays resolutions that were needed to be taken and so forth. So now here we are. You know, whether it's Zoom, it's Teams and so forth and whatever online platform is there, we're able to work in that regard. And the same goes for artists. They too have an appreciation that you don't need to be confined to just performing at events. Uh, it's also about how do you monetize 
your performance, but do it virtually. So there's lots of room and I think a lot of creativity can come into that space. Individuals that are already on our, our, our SOPs, our telenovas and so forth, it's been great for them because more people are sitting at home, which means more eyeballs on the screen for them, which increases their viewership. We obviously have a challenge as far as um, competitive sports, but within the sports component, you can see how recreation has also gone virtually, where people are having fitness sessions over Zoom uh, and, you know, recipes and sharing with each other how we can continue to remain healthy and just various things that we can be done in online sessions, whether it's gymming together and so forth. So I think where we might still have a challenge is with the competitive sport because that does require physical presence and people playing together. But I do think that out of this, just the embracing of technology and being able to utilize it in the strengthening of our relationships, both within government and the various stakeholders that are there and the private sector and so forth. It's just for us to be able to move really, to leap into the future. Um, which for the longest time we've been hesitant to do. But I think this has forced us now to really embrace it. And you see how kids just love it. I mean, kids can tell you what's happening with, the, with a phone and so forth. And it's been great for them um, in that regard. So, yeah, I think in the main, it's, it's just a lot of positivity that I'm seeing uh, for the sectors moving forward. We obviously have to deal with the socioeconomic issues that are there and those um, will be for a different session and those will obviously continue to be dealt with in that regard. Uh, but just on the embracing of technology and strengthening relations between government and the various stakeholders that are there and importantly the private sector, I think it's a great, it's a great benefit that we can all draw from. And that's a wrap on today's show. Biz Takeouts. Take it where you like it, when you like it, how you like it.